Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 29, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we actually have a lot of stuff on the docket today. They did something very interesting today. Who is they? The market participants. They got to a number we discussed last night. Not only is it important that they bounced off of it and closed above, but it's also important that it reconfirms the importance of that number. What was that number? 394 and a quarter. You should have it on a sticky note. The market bounced off of it today. It's still hovering in the neighborhood. However, it's an important spot. And number one, opens the door for a test of that 390 plus or minus neighborhood. That's the breakout area. Remember, down here into the convergence of those moving averages, the 100 period and the 20 period moving average, that would be a retest of that breakout area and the moving averages. And it's also the line in the sand. If she's going to go down, that's the spot where it's going to be. Showtime for the bull and bear battle, if reached. Also, as a side note, for the lazy swing trader folks, I sent out an alert today. It was a pre-alert. It went out to everybody rather than just the list. Sorry about that. However, that was the trade. It was a trade if they got to the breakout area, convergence to the moving averages, that would be an area we would expect at minimum of a bounce off of slash bull bear battle. They didn't get there today, but that trade may be active tomorrow. You never know. Why do I say that? Because we're going to take a look under the hood at what the charts are telling us about the short term, intermediate term, and long term. Why don't we start again with a refresher of the long term? Same place. They're trading in a range. As long as they trade in this range, they're just eating time off the clock, going back and forth, building energy for another push higher. Yes, they can have another push higher. We'll get to that in a moment. Hold your horses, keep your panties on. And once again, just to reiterate, getting below the 390 neighborhood actually takes that arrow from eating time off the clock going upward to a breakdown and a whole different kind of market scenario going on where they'll come down to fill this gap down here, the 50 period moving average, not all at once, but that's what the door would begin to open for if they gave up the most recent breakout area. Now, let's go back to something that we've been talking about for several days, which is We're expecting some kind of a market pivot around the end of November. Well, here we are. Tomorrow is the last day of the month. For the last couple of days, they've been trading down. It certainly would have been more convenient if they just continued trading up from the Thanksgiving Day holiday weekend on through this week. And then we would think that the pivot would be putting in a high and would would see a drop in the market. However, They never make it that easy. So here we are trading down into the last day of the month in that same range above the convergence of the one and 20 period moving average. 
technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with the short-term trend. It's still upward. From a weekly chart perspective, same thing we talked about yesterday, they're eating time off the clock above the 20-period moving average. That's actually, at least from a short-term perspective, bullish. It's still a bounce in a downtrend, having made lower highs. Here's your high, lower high, lower high. So far, we have a lower high, but they are eating time off the clock. Nothing says they can't push up a little bit into some of those areas that we've discussed before, namely on the daily chart where we have a gap to be filled all the way up here around that 409 neighborhood. 410 is a big fat round number. Something in that neighborhood, maybe even challenge the former high over here. That's certainly not out of the question. And it is intact while they eat time off the clock and stay above the 390 and change area. Put that on a sticky note. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. And by the way, something else we talked about last night too, which is the wall of worry. And we talked about the fact that yesterday, a big item in the news cycle was the whole potential railway strike situation. Well, today, now we have the rhetoric about Congress forcing the issue to avert or avoid a railway strike. We talked about that last night. No surprise they came out with that today. The same stuff happens over and over and over again. Think about it using a different analogy. They're going to hit the debt ceiling. The market goes down because the country is going to run out of money. Then all of a sudden, at the 11th hour at midnight, Congress votes to extend the debt ceiling. How long have they done that? They've done it since the beginning of time, since we had a debt ceiling. It's just a joke. What happens when we drill down and look at the 240-minute chart? Do we see anything material? Do we see anything different on the daily chart? Well, not really. You still see the same thing, the same range. It's just stretched out a little more. They're trading inside this range, and as long as they stay doing that, there's nothing different on this chart from the daily chart. What about the 120 chart? Do we see anything different on this chart? Well, we see something slightly different. While they are making the same back and forth situation inside the same range, when we drill down and look at it from a shorter term perspective, this is still in somewhat of a downtrend below these moving averages. You have a breakdown candle and they're making a bearish wedge pattern inside the breakdown candle underneath the 50 period moving average. Generally speaking, this is going to result in an ensuing move in the southern direction. Doesn't have to happen right now. However, that is what the chart is showing. Let's continue on and drill down a little further. What do we see on the hourly chart? Well, we see the same thing. Breakdown candle, riding the 100 period moving average on the hourly chart. Can't really get firmly above it. It's a bearish wedge slash flaggish pattern. Also, on this chart, still results in a move to the lower direction. So based on the close of today, the look of the charts, still not out of the question for them to give us the trade at the breakout area tomorrow. Below the breakout area on hourly closes and then a daily close, below that 390, not so much. That's a different kind of tape. Any money made today inside the numbers? Well, let's go find out. I think there was 
So you might want to pay attention if you're active in the market during the trading day or at a minimum would like to be, you're following along, you can't understand how this works all the time, how do you hit the numbers over and over and over again, pay attention, you'll learn something here once again today. It was Turnaround Tuesday, it's a wake up green slash, they tried to rally the tape last night kind of situation at zero dark 30. Pretty straightforward again today. We'll start with the likely pivot at 397. It did change near the opening bell, but still, at zero dark 30, we're looking for 397. It's an important spot. We'll get back to 397 later. Being above opens the door for higher stuff. We don't have to worry about that right now. But the flip side is staying below opens the door to run a test of at least 396 or lower. There's unfinished business down south below 395. Okay, fair enough. Let's see what we have as the day gets underway. Where are they now and what can we do with it nine minutes before the opening bell? Plenty of time to get situated. Below 397 keeps the door open for a spike of 396. Okay, that's the setup. We already knew that from earlier. Below 395.90 on candle closes opens the door for some unfinished business from yesterday. Around 394.60 and if below... 393.75, give or take. Awareness at this point, but that's an important spot. So let's note that one more time. Get out your sticky notes. 394.60, 393.75, it's a zone. We think better in pictures. There's your zone, 394.60 down to 393.75. They come into the zone, they bounce out of the zone, producing a tradable event. Let's continue on. Let's see how it really unfolds in real time. 9.25. Once again, net-net before the open. I'm a buyer at 394.60 and 393.75. You split the difference. I'm a buyer in that zone for a bounce back. I'm a seller if they hit 397.80. They didn't do that, but I was anyway just in case. It started out real slow today, 9.46, still a buyer in that zone. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work, 10.05. Still a buyer if they drop them into the zone, over and over and over again, until they give you the trade you want, you don't have to take a trade at all. Now watch this, even though they didn't get to the zone, there's other stuff going on. I'm skipping around a little bit because I passed this one, I want you to see it. 10.07 post, 397.30, give or take, is a target if they get going. That was at 10.07. Let's get our faculties one more time. Let's get down to a five-minute chart. Before they came into the buy area, they got going. Remember that 10.07 post? That's over here when they were just going back and forth in a quiet formation. If they get going, the target is 397.30, that represents this line up here. High of day is what? 397.30. That deserves a funny how that works. There it is, one more time. 397.30, give or take, is a target if they get going. They got going. Then they came back down later. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. They dropped them later. Then they found support as they were supposed to. Still below 395.50 on candle closes. It's the gateway to lower stuff, like down to 394.60. 
So we keep reiterating the same stuff until they give you what you want. 1107, still in the zone to purchase for a trade back in the other direction, 394.60, 393.75. I couldn't have been more clear about that. Once again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. There you go. 1133, traders who went long in the zone between the numbers, they spiked it. That's fine. They should book profit, meaning they, as in the traders, along the way. Pause them, read them, double check them. We think better in pictures. So in the afternoon, I want to leave you with the bearish pattern that is forming. They can climb the breakdown candle. They can break down. We don't know which one as they're making a bearish flaggish kind of pattern. It could turn it into a wedge pattern. They could drop them. You just don't know which one. That's why we put it up on the board. So you have the visual of what I'm looking at, thinking about, and describing. Had some stocks on the move today. One hit its number, but it jumped the target, meaning it opened slightly below. We'll take a look at the chart of HIBB anyway. However, we're at the tail end of earnings season into a holiday period of time. So this is not out of the ordinary for numbers not to get hit. The numbers have to be hit in order to take the trade. If they don't hit the numbers, we don't want the trade. Therefore, they become no trades. We'll still get a flutter of stocks on the move into at least the first couple of weeks of December, and then they will tail off during the holiday period into the end of the year, as generally speaking. Here's the chart of HIBB. Unfortunately, it opened below the second number, opening print 59.22, immediate rocket ride. Look at this, kind of a heartbreaker, if you will. The high was 64.79. That's a rip-roaring rocket ride. Came down to revisit the zone slash numbers. The takeaway is the numbers work. By the way, before we get going on to the next set of things that we discuss, the SPY, I should note, we should note, had a very light volume day. So the market coming down on light volume or going up on light volume tells us one thing in particular. It did not have, and I stress not have, institutional participation. So therefore, we just take it for what it is. They're eating time off the clock. There was no conviction one way or the other. They're bouncing around in, for the most part, what's called a chop shop formation. Now we take a look at Camp IWM, and while we didn't have a big move one way or the other today, we did have a positive divergence. So therefore, it's of note, it is a small puzzle piece on the table, my favorite market leading indicator, it was a positive divergence. IWM was actually up more earlier in the day, but still finished up about a quarter of 1%, while the SPY finished down to tenths of 1%. Neither had a big move or closing finishing of the day, if you will, in either direction, but nevertheless, still a positive divergence, so I note it anyway. By the way, a sticky note number for the IWM is about 182.50. So staying below 182.50 on closes is kind of like the SPY closing below 394. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it certainly is a warning signal, like a flare up in the air. Not that they're going to fall apart immediately, but not being above that starts to put the bull case in question. 182. 50, 
put that on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine, up 224 points today, 1.59%. That's a pretty good day on a down day in the broader market. Canary in the coal mine, put it on a sticky note. Above all the moving averages on a daily chart is a bullish scenario. It's in an uptrend. Take note, heed the uptrend. Heed the canary. Flip side of a positive divergence is a negative divergence. What had a negative divergence? The Q people. Taking a look at the long view on the weekly chart, you can see we've got the same scenario, similar to same scenario that we do in the SPY. We had a nice move up. They're sandwiched in between these moving averages, but this is an up move creating a bullish, flaggish, wedgish kind of deal that builds energy over time setting up for an ensuing move in the upward or northern direction. Still a bounce and a downtrend. We can't lose sight of the big picture. Market puts in a high. The Q people put in a high. You have a lower high. Lower high. Can't get off the mat. Even if they get off the mat a little bit, are they going to put in another lower high? What's the story? It's a bounce and a downtrend any way you look at it, regardless of what happens over the next week or day or two weeks or whatever. What about the financials? Without the financials, nothing's going to collapse unless they're collapsing too. Uptrend, above all the moving averages. Heed the uptrend, heed the short-term trend. Until the market, in terms of the XLF, tells you otherwise, there's nothing wrong from a bearish perspective. There's nothing wrong with this particular chart at present. Weekly chart, same scenario, eating some time off the clock into those moving averages, get above, and there's another leg to the upside. To where? Well, get out your sticky notes. It's 38 and a quarter. Don't know if they will get there, but if they start to push up, that's the next big time area that would be magnetic and draw price in. Smash Mouth, we'll start on the weekly and work backwards on this one. Same routine. The magnetic force wants to pull this up to at least 235. It's kind of some unfinished business, if you will. Daily chart looks very similar to some of the others, namely the S&P 500, eating time off the clock, sandwiched in this area in between these moving averages, just waiting to move higher until or unless they break down below these moving averages. Get Start getting below 209, 208, different kind of tape going on. Let's talk about crude oil for a moment. Crude came down pretty volatile of late. I want to show you something interesting. Former breakout area coinciding with a 100 period moving average. That's where they made a low this week, namely yesterday, and bouncing. It's funny how this works. Doesn't matter what the chart is. Doesn't matter what the vehicle is. Doesn't matter what the time frame is. All charts act and react the same way. That's a very important and potent lesson that I provide in the course Lazy E-mini Trader. I do it by taking the names off the chart and showing you how they all act and react the same way. It's a little exercise we go through to prove the point. Everything is about time and price. When they converge, you generally have a trade on your hands. In the course, we focus on how to use time to your advantage in addition to price to create what I like to call a full stack situation.
Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.